Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. I need some participation right out of the gate, okay? Tell me your favorite singer. Just yell it out. Give me your favorite singer. Adele. Adele. Harry Styles. Who? Elizabeth Madera. So kind. One Direction. Be prepared for me to not know many of these. Give me some more. Favorite singer. Sorry. NF. Love it. Yes. <laughs> what year is that? One more. One more. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Who? Jake Scott. I don't know who that is. Huh? Leslie. Who? Odom. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. All right. Allow me to give you some of my favorite singers of all time. I will start in the 30s. <laughs> um, when I got my Spotify uh, wrap-up for like last year or whatever, my top, I can't remember the name, but my top genre was music. Like I Googled it. I had to like find it on Wikipedia to find out what it meant, but it means music that was made in the like 40s and 50s. So um, Louis Prima is one of my favorite singing voices of all time. Um, you may know him from Ooh, do. I want to be like you. That guy, Louis Prima, one of my favorites of all time. Um, Frank Sinatra, like 30s, 40s, 50s. You know that guy? Fly me to the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that TikTok guy. I just saw that again today. Um, Elvis Presley, 50s, 60s, and 70s. One of my favorites, um, you know, hound dog. Hunk, hunka, hunka, burning love. Um, you may know this one. You might not. Randy Travis. Do you know this, this man's name? This is like 80s and 90s country. Um, old, like before country got bad. Um, baby, look, not that one. Um, deeper than the holler. Do you know that one? Stronger than the river. Yeah. <laughs> I got a double nope. <laughs> no, it's good. It's sweet. It, it, he's a good one. Um, when we get into the 90s, you got like Dave Matthews Band. He's one of my favorites. No, um, no. <laughs> he, for some reason, gets a lot of hate. I'm not sure why. I think, I have a theory that I just invented right now that once you make music like over two decades, you just have haters and you just have to deal with it. Um, but if you're a flash in the pan, you can get out before anyone hates you. Dave Matthews Band has been around, around just dozens of albums. Uh, I went to like... A I don't know if this is common, but like Dave Matthews would do like a tour and every city would be a different set list. It was crazy how different his set list could be because his tracks went so deep. Um, so yes, that's the 90s where I left off. If I have to go present day, um, my favorite voices are on podcasts. Uh, so Darius Daniels, Andy Stanley, Anita Phillips, those are some of mine. It seems like you don't care, but I won't let that hurt my feelings. Um, where are we on the voice of Justin Bieber? Where are, where is the world? The world is almost silent. <laughs> Andrew is a dope for Justin Bieber. Um, everyone, just give me a thumbs down or thumbs up on Justin Bieber's voice. His voice. No personal choices, things like that. All right. Generally, okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, a, a lot of us in the room had the burden of watching him grow up. <laughs> and we had to see where he started. And the music at the beginning was like, not my favorite. And even his voice was just like different, in my opinion. He was a literal child. And, 
And you know, like my, like Michael Jackson, like little Michael, incredible. Little Justin, not a fan. Some people are different. Um, I think he is divisive in that way, Justin Bieber. Um, now Justin Bieber's voice, I think, is hard to to argue with. It is. It is yummy. <laughs> He's got that silky smooth, like hunk dreamy voice, and I, I mean, I think it's hard to argue today's Justin Bieber. But voices are important, right? Like a voice can have a lot of impact. I had this geography teacher in eighth grade. His name was Dr. Bloom. And we always joked about Dr. Bloom that if he went, he would, could provide a service um, for people that couldn't sleep, just sending one of his lectures, and he would be a miracle putter to sleeper. Um, he had just one of those voices. It was, and you probably have a teacher you're thinking of right now, hopefully not a pastor, um, but <laughs> um, you have, many of you have heard the voice of Elizabeth's dad, and he has, because he's on the radio, <laughs> and has a voice that just belongs on the radio, speaking of silky smooth voices. Um, <laughs> When I'm talking about the importance of voices, you may have a voice that comes to your mind. Maybe in your mind, um, it's like a voice of a parent consoling you um, or like singing you a song when you're a kid. Or maybe it's a parent uh, and their like scary parent voice, their disciplined voice. Um, maybe it's the voice of a mentor or a coach who like believed in you, pushed you, encouraged you. Maybe the voice of a friend that criticized you or let you down in a big way. A voice can have a big impact. Last week was Next Step Night, and we welcomed some new students coming to sixth grade. I know a bunch of you guys are in the room. Super happy you're here. So we've been doing a lot of introducing lately. Yes, give it up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love. I love love. Um, we've been doing a lot of introducing lately, right? Last week, we did a lot of intros to how we do things. Um, we introduced worship and small groups and Speed the Light, and today we introduced three minutes of something. And... Um, we're introducing to you the things that Apex does to make a difference in the world, to carry out the mission we believe we are here to carry out. We are talking tonight about another introduction. We are talking about the voice of Apex. What is the voice we want our community to hear? This is something we go over every year because I think it's that important. Um, and however, Andrew did not know that and I did not know what he was going to speak on. And you're going to see it tie in very beautifully today to the three minutes of something, which usually doesn't happen, you know, like quite like that. But um, tonight we're, we're talking about the voice of Apex, how we treat people that walk in the doors, how the people in the community view us as a group because of, you know, an experience they've had with us. Um, we are also starting a series called Basic. And um, so basic is, is about the basics of being a Jesus follower. I know there's a lot of people in here that are new to this group, and uh, it doesn't mean you're new to church. Some of you might be. Um, but we're talking about, like, being a Jesus follower is about more than going to church once or twice a week, right? So we're talking about what are the marks of a Jesus follower? What does the life of a Jesus follower look like? And we are going very local with our topic tonight. We are going to go universal later. But tonight, we're going very specific to our group, Basic Apex, Bapex, if you will. <laughs> I'm gauging from your groan that you will not. <laughs> um, I know Apex means a lot to the, a lot of the people in the room, right? Apex is an, an, a major impact on your life. Some of you didn't leave when you graduated. It was so important to you. And, and you know, you came in to serve and staff. You've encountered God here. You've made amazing friends here. God has um, changed your life in this room. And Apex has played a big part of that. What I want what this is about is broadening that story, 
I want more people to experience in this room what so many have in the past. And this room has a legacy of decades of ministry and God-changing lives in this room. And I want that for everyone. I want that over and over again. So we're going to talk tonight about how we treat people well when they walk in our doors. That's kind of what we're talking about. Um, So that we can get people, when people visit, that they stay, they become a part of our community and can experience God. And I think that the way we treat them plays a really important part in that. Over and over again, I ask people, why do you keep coming back? When we, sometimes when we get a person that's like been here three or four times, I may ask them, like, what made you come back? Like, like first time, maybe you were just curious or a parent made you, what made you come back three, four, five, six, seven times? And uh, there's lots of different answers. But every time I've asked that question, every time, one of those answers is the people in the room. I made friends. I found people that would cheer me on and support me and love me unconditionally. And I think that that story is so important. That's what, that's the basics of Apex. It's love. Friendship is the ingredient of Apex I'd like to capitalize on tonight because too many people have walked in the door one time and left. And I hate that. And it breaks my heart every time it happens when somebody comes in one time and then leaves for me to never see them again. I hate it. And so I want to do everything in our power to keep that from happening and to turn a visit into family, turn a visitor into a member, into a a child of God. That's what we're talking about tonight. So we're going to talk about some like really practical things, but what we are actually talking about is turning a visitor into family. And that's something I think we can all get behind. Friendship is what we're talking about here. Um, This is a phrase that I use kind of often, but we work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. We work hard for that to be true. And some of you in this room, um, whether it's your first, second, third, millionth time, um, are thinking, "Mm, I'm not so sure that that's true. And I have to admit that we do not always live up to this slogan. (laughs) We try, we work hard to be the friendliest place on earth. Sometimes we miss it. And sometimes that means someone walks in the room once and never comes back. But we work hard to be the friendliest place on earth. It's not Disneyland. It's not It's not your favorite restaurants, not even (laughs) Chick-fil-A. That is our rival. That's our competition. Sets a high bar. (laughs) We are, we work hard to be the friendliest place on earth. Here's the question. Who is Apex? Basic Apex is answering that question. Who is Apex? What is Apex all about? What do we stand for? Our formal mission um, is worship, connect, serve, reach. Worship, connect, serve, reach. So worship God, we, we, you know, we, connect people to God. Um, Worship connect. We connect people one to another. We're really honing in on that tonight. Serve is about serving. You're going to see students. You saw students in the band, students that are behind the counter upstairs serving, um, as well as in our community. We'll have service opportunities and projects. And then reach. We talk about speed the light in a big way. How can we reach the world, reach the nations with the love of Jesus? Worship, connect, serve, reach. That's the formal mission. Tonight, we are going very specific, informal, the friendliest place on earth. How do we become the friendliest place on earth? Um, I've done a bunch of research in the Bible. Spent, I've spent years studying the Bible, which sounds like a weird thing to say, um, but, I, but it's true. And when I sat down one day to say, like, who is Apex? If I were to give a basic Apex talk, what would we talk about? And I quickly came to the solution um, that the answer is love. 
Apex is love. That's what our goal is. When we, we're becoming the friendliest place on earth, there's only one way to do that, and it's through love. That's one of the reasons we work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. So I'll show you. I'm, I'll prove it to you. Um, we're going to get to like four points, you know, how pastors be. Um, but, but this foundational principle is kind of where it all comes from. God is love. <laughs> Apex is love for a reason. <clears throat> That's because the God we serve is love. First John 4 said, dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. That wasn't enough. That wasn't strong enough. Love comes from God. That's not a strong enough statement. So he keeps going. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God. For first he said, love comes from God. And then he gets stronger and says, God is love. He doesn't just have love. He doesn't just, you know, love doesn't just come from him. God is love. This is the foundation for our uh, conversation this evening. I built a checklist for loves that Apex is striving toward that take us toward being the friendliest place on earth. They're all centered around this idea. God is love. And uh, love is the voice of Apex. And it's silky smooth. <laughs> love is our voice. God is love. Apex is love. Now let's get specific. Because it's who we are at Apex, the first love people should experience here is that God loves us. This is something that should be evident when we walk, when someone walks into this room. Uh, it may be obvious to some of us in the room, but others maybe not. So it's our job to make sure that people who come here know that God loves them. And we're going to talk about how we show them that, but that is, that, that's a part of being the friendliest place on earth when people walk in here and know that God loves us. One of the biggest ways we communicate that God loves us is by talking about Jesus a ton. We talk about Jesus a lot. And that is because Jesus is the expression of God's love toward humanity. I can show you that in 1 John. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God loves us. And he loves us so much that he came. He sent his son to die in our place. That's how he showed his love for us. We talk about Jesus a lot in here. That is why. God loves us. And we want to show people that come to Apex that God loves them too. And that that is an invitation. He is inviting them into that love and this family. So the second love I want to talk about as Apex becomes, works hard to become the friendliest place on earth is that we love each other. God loves us. We love each other. This is really central to being the friendliest place on earth because if they come into a room full of people that hate each other, you've, you've experienced this probably. Like you've walked, you've like sat down on a lunch table and you're like, oh, there's a vibe here. And the, pretty quickly, you get like one conversation, you're like, okay, he hates her. Um, I'm pretty sure that those two dated, so it's clear why they're not really talking to each other. Um, you've walked into those experiences, right? So it's important here that we show that we love each other. And I know that many of you in this room, you have built lifelong friendships in this room. I have, and you have, many of you in this room have as well. And I want to tell you that that is very spiritual. <laughs> like our love for each other is not just like this thing that happened. Like God set this up. I'll prove it to you again. In John 13, he said, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. We love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples love for one another. Can I say it again? Love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. This is very important to me. 
it's very important to God <laughs> that we love each other. We're supposed to love one another. And we do that. Um, when we do that, it shows that we are Jesus followers because if God is love and we are modeling love, people make that connection, right? That's the idea there. A lot of you in this room um, are very good at loving your friends. You've created deep friendships in this room. But we all need to be aware of what the opposite of that looks like. Because just as you have been invited to sit at a table with tension, you have been denied a table that did not have the tension, that looked really nice, that had friendships, that had love. And you were denied entry because there were no empty seats at said table. Apex cannot and will not be one of those places. I, I, I say will not, but that's probably not true. It has been at times, and it happens occasionally. But again, we work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. We work hard to make sure we are not an exclusive place. That's very important to me. We're going to talk about that um, a little bit later as well because it shows another one of our loves. But in order to make Apex the friendliest place on earth, we are intentional about squashing cliques, uh, exclusive groups. We are intentional. That's, that's always something we're thinking about. Continue to love your friends. Jesus says that's important, but just don't be exclusive about it. God loves us. We love each other. The third love that, that should be uh, in the identity of Apex, the basics of Apex, is that we love God. Now, Jesus uh, made a pretty big deal out of this. In the book of Matthew, um, a wise guy came up to Jesus, and he said, Teacher, what is the most important commandment? Well, let me just read it to you. It's in Matthew 22. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Um, he gives a second because he's kind of a cheater. Jesus loved to like cheat when people ask questions. Uh, and so somebody said, hey, what's the number one? They were kind of hoping he would like say something crazy. People in Jesus, like that were around Jesus, were constantly trying to get him to say something crazy so that they could arrest him or crucify him or whatever. Turns out they did that without him saying anything too crazy. But um, he's, he's, he gives two answers to this question of what is the number one. So this first, those are going to serve as our last two loves. But the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God. So loving God is obviously pretty important. He says, boil it all down. Jesus says, or they say to Jesus, boil it all down for us. What is the most important thing? And he says, well, love the Lord. That's, it's that simple. And I, I mean, I think that by saying this, he kind of covered it all. <laughs> they were trying to get him to pick one so that he would exclude something. That's the idea. Well, well, he didn't say that we need to do this, this, and this. He must be crazy. Um, so like the Old Testament, traditionally, the Old Testament has like 613 commandments. And the New Testament traditionally has like, 1,050 commandments. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot to remember, right? But Jesus said, love the Lord your God. I shouldn't have used the word but in there. And <laughs> Jesus said, love the Lord your God. Because when you do that, the rest falls into place. And, and it doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen perfectly, and there are things we will struggle with forever. But generally, God says, love the Lord your God, and as you get closer to him, these other things get easier and begin to happen around you. That happens naturally. Um, we at Apex show our love for God all over the night. Our worship is an extension of our love to God. The way we study God's word right now, what we're doing in Matthew, um, it's how we show our love for God. Just that you showed up in this room to some degree is showing a love for God, and even if it's just for his family. 
it's important to show people that we love God. This verse is cool. He doesn't quit because Jesus loved to cheat. God loves us. We love each other and we love God. And finally, the last love on this checklist is that we love people. We love people. Here's the last verse again. Um, He says, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus answered, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Can you play a little something for me back there? And this is where he, he, he says a second one. This is where he starts to cheat. And he says, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't quit it, just love God and love your neighbor. And as you do these two things, that other thousand and a half commandments happen. They become natural, more and more natural to you. Again, it's not perfect, it's not immediate, but they become more and more natural to you. And here he says, love your neighbor, which was a radical statement in some ways because you know they were very focused on loving God and doing everything they could to, to keep God holy and righteous. And, and they, I believe they started with good intentions. But then they started creating obstacles for people to get connected to God. And so Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, we're not about obstacles. We're about getting people to Jesus. And one way you can do that is make the temple the friendliest place on earth. He said, love your neighbor. Part of showing people that Apex is the friendliest place on earth is by showing that we love them. And it's easy to say, and, and I do believe you when you, when you, say, when you say that. However, it is not as simple as saying it because if someone walks in the door and out of the door and doesn't feel loved, we missed it. So it's not enough just to love your neighbor. (laughs) Don't take that out of context because that could get me in trouble. But we need to make our neighbor feel loved. We have to show our neighbor our love for them. It doesn't matter if you love them if they don't leave feeling loved. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter if you love them, if they don't feel, see, I messed it up again. Reverse, reverse. It doesn't matter if you love them, if they don't leave feeling loved. It doesn't matter if you love them, if they don't leave feeling loved. We have to work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. We have to work hard to show people our love for them. How do we do it? I'm so glad you asked. Um, let's come back to close friend groups because I think this is, this is some of the really practical stuff that you might remember from the last time we talked about this. Um, if Apex is going to be the friendliest place on earth, we have to work hard to make that true. So here's some of the things we do. Um, how do we prevent a, a exclusive click infestation at Apex? Here's a, a few ideas. Watch your heart. As Ask yourself honestly, what is what I'm doing right now contributing to this mission, making Apex the friendliest place on earth? Occasionally throughout the night, ask yourself that question. Is what I'm doing tonight contributing to making Apex the friendliest place on earth? Or could there, or is there something I could be doing that would contribute to that mission of making Apex the friendliest place on earth? Because we have to work hard to make that true. Watch your heart. Watch your mouth. This is like a trigger for some people. <laughs> this is something my parents said a lot. Watch your mouth when I had an attitude. This is a really practical idea because a huge part of exclusive groups is talking about people that are not included in that group, right? 
so this is how we, we kind of talk about it. If you're, you're in a group at Apex, um, anyone in the world should be able to walk into that conversation and not be hurt and not be offended. At any time, whatever name that comes out of your mouth, that person should be able to walk, be standing behind you, walk into that conversation and not be hurt. So this is, this is something that we can do. I think this is something that we all have to hold each other accountable for. Um, and that's why we use some of this language, watch your mouth. And again, that can be, you know, we can uh, weaponize that, which is not my intention. But, but we as a group are trying hard. We're working hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. And to do that, we have to watch our mouth. Watch your feet. This is another one that, that is kind of famous. Um, because it's natural. We just talk in groups. When we, when we come here, we find our friends, we sit down with them, and we kind of hang out. Make sure, this is something super practical. When you have a conversation with your friends at Apex, create a you. Because it's, it's natural to make a circle with your, with your conversation. And so we say, we walk someone, maybe myself or any of our staff or a student even, we'll walk up to a group that's a circle and say, watch your feet. And what that means is we need to open that circle into a you so that we are not literally exclusive. <laughs> we want our conversations to be literally inclusive. And that means creating a space for people to join them, a, a physical space for people to join them. It may sound small, but I think it communicates something really, really big. So we are vigilant about watching our feet. This one is a little more difficult because it uh, is a little more active. And this one is to watch the room. Don't just, uh, you got to work on your heart. You got to watch your heart. You got to watch the way you talk. You got to watch the way you stand. But you have to be aware of the room. You have to be aware of the people in the room, uh, especially, and, and maybe I'm talking to like more seasoned Apex people at this time, but as I'm talking to new people, hey, you are going to become one of these people. <laughs> so you have to do this as well. This is your charge as well. To watch the room and be aware of the people in the room who are not experiencing the friendliest place on earth. Who are the people that could walk out of this room and never come back? We have to watch for them. We have to watch the room. Um, here, let me give you some really practical things because that sounds very difficult. And this is a charge. It's becoming your job from here, from henceforth. <laughs> henceforth, it is your job to watch the room and help create this atmosphere of the friendliest place on earth. Here's some uh, practical things that might make it uh, sound a little more easy because some people have trouble with this. And I get that everyone's got a different personality. Here's some ideas. Um, walk up to somebody who is not experiencing the friendliest place on earth and introduce yourself. Um, Starting conversations like that can be very difficult. Something that Andrew said in three minutes of something was be awkward. Let it be you. That's what I'm trying to say. You feel a little bit uncomfortable so that they don't have to feel uncomfortable. Because I promise they're already feeling it. If they're sitting alone, like kind of twiddling their thumbs, wishing, like you can kind of tell when someone wishes somebody would make help them feel comfortable. You take it on yourself to feel uncomfortable. It's your job now. So you walk up to those conversations and you begin those conversations. You walk up into those situations. You feel uncomfortable so that they don't have to. Here's an idea. Form. This is an acronym I use when I'm talking to somebody new. Form. F-O-R-M. Family, occupation, recreation, mission. Um, and depending on the situation, you may need to change some things. So family, I might say, uh, do you have any siblings? Who brought you here tonight? Um, you know, what do you, what's your dad like? What's your mom like? And uh, you may be nervous because somebody might say, well, I don't have a dad. As someone who has experienced some trauma, I'm not afraid to talk about it, at least on a surface level. <laughs> like, we, I need a small group situation to like get real deep, but 
it's my life. It's my reality. So I'm, you know, I'm not uncomfortable saying, yes, you know, my parents got a divorce. You know, I'm not uncomfortable saying those types of things. And so that's a conversation. So family, um, and if you want to be careful and, you know, stick to other, you know, places that won't get sensitive, feel free to do that. Occupation. Um, so that's the job. Uh, so you may ask, what school do you go to? Um, what is your favorite class? Did you take biology yet? Wasn't it terrible? Occupation. Recreation. What do you do for fun? Do you play any sports? Do you like music, art? What is your, what's your thing? I, that's a question I like to ask people because typically people have one. Um, and if they don't, it's often video games. <laughs> that's just a little hint. Uh, and mission. So this is like, if you got, you're getting real deep and, and mission is kind of a deeper question. Um, like, what are your passions? What, I think more and more people have an answer to this question, um, like younger and younger. Like, what is some injustice in the world that you want to see ended? You know, this is like a, a big one, but it can be a topic of conversation for you. Form has helped me. I hope it helps you. Here's another idea. When you're watching the room, take your whole group of, say, hey, let's, let's, let's migrate this conversation over to another area. Everyone introduce themselves and then continue to have the conversation you were having with another person. And maybe they're a quiet person and they're not saying anything. That is okay. You are working hard to make Apex the friendliest place on it. That's your job. Your job is not to make them say something. Your job is to make them feel loved. Help them to feel loved. Here's something really practical. Um, when you are in a situation where you're having a conversation with somebody like this, some, some people might say this isn't spiritual enough, but I think it's so important as we create the friendliest place on earth. Um, when someone contributes to a conversation, someone new, like I, the hardest I laugh at jokes are uh, of someone's joke that I want to feel comfortable. I want them to feel loved and appreciated and seen and noticed, acknowledged. So if they contribute to the conversation, like if three people are talking in at once and one person is someone that I especially am trying to feel welcomed and loved, I'm going to respond to that person. <laughs> that is the person my attention is going to. Because that's just a, a small, subtle, practical way to say, I see you. I care what you're saying. You are welcome. You are loved. You are seen here. And that's what we're talking about. Apex is love. That is one way to show people love. The point I'm making here is don't let your friends, friend groups become exclusive and isolated and closed. Help people to feel welcome and validate them when they go out on a limb to talk to you. And now you have a responsibility. I know you didn't ask <laughs> before coming to Apex tonight. Um, if uh, I didn't ask permission to give you this responsibility, but here we are. It is now your job to work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. And we are all watching out for you. We're all taking care of you. We all have the same mission together. So don't be afraid of that mission. You don't need to be worried about, you know, every single moment. Take a breath. We're in this together. We are, we are creating Apex to be the friendliest place on earth. This umbrella um, that God is love gives us these four directions. God loves us. We love each other. We love God. And we love people. And that is the crux of Apex's love. Basic Apex. Creating the friendliest place on earth is about, it's about love. And the reason that these things are the basics of Apex is that we want people to feel loved. We're creating the friendliest place on earth and it's gonna require all of us being on board. It's gonna require all of our participation and contribution in order to help Apex have the reputation of love. And for Apex to be known as the friendliest place on earth. Join me in that mission.
Let's pray. Father, thank you for every person in this room, new and old. I thank you for every staff, every student, and for their contribution to this community, this family, and the way that you are creating us um, to be important in this community, to be a beacon of your love. Let us not talk so much about being love that we forget the source. We are being love because we are trying to model you. We're trying to look like you and you are love. So God, help us to be love. Help us to reflect your love like a mirror to every person that walks in this room. God, I pray every person that walks in this room experiences your love in a big way. That they know that you are love that you love them, that we love each other. This is a family, a community, that we love you, a, a community that, that supports, that praises, that worships you, and that we love them. We have created this community for them to be a part of it. Help us, help every single person that walks in this room to know that and help us to build that. It's a commissioning tonight. So God, we take this mission seriously, and I ask that you help us as we do that. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.